The night I died, I went to heaven and I could see down on earth and see everything. It was so, it was so unrealistic. It was almost hard, too hard to even believe uh, in heaven. Just the, the glorious of being there in heaven with our only Lord, Heavenly Father God. How sweet and loving and forgiving of a God we have, Jesus. Yeah, but we're all born a sinner in need of a savior. We are so young. I was 16 when it happened. He, he asked me if I would like a hug and if I wanted to stay with him in, in heaven and, the, and be with the almighty God, Jesus. Or would I like to come back to earth to live my life with family, friends, so he also told me that I am going to bring, help him bring thousands to him. And he also said that I am going to have a platform. And it's just like, how is this even happening? Before any of this had occurred to me, and I mean, we went to church. I believed in God, I loved him, I praised him, but, but he didn't actually meet him face to face and hear, hear him talk to me was just so outrageously different, insane, amazing, and awesome. That's a lot of words. But that's how he is. How real, how loving, how forgiving. You know the movie, Heaven is for Real? Trust me, it is for real. I've been there. It is so real, so beautiful, so holy. small moments of triumph. Yay, Christian! Always followed by a celebration. You did it! Though sometimes the happy moments are a gateway to the harsh reminder of how things used to be. He's just so sweet. He always wants a hug and a kiss and I'm sorry. It's been so long since I've had any of that, you know? Kim Mayberry's son Christian hasn't spoken a word or taken a step since September. That's when the 16-year-old suffered severe brain damage in an ATV crash. The Sequoia County DA is investigating witness claims that the mother of one of Christian's friends was driving the ATV drunk with a sober Christian riding on back. Just a minimal consciousness is the way they describe it. Doctors say it'll take a miracle for Christian to recover much more, but his family says they know better. We do not at all believe that. We just are going on our faith in what we believe, and uh, we believe he's going to be well. Now, after countless surgeries, having parts of his skull removed, and fighting off a dangerous infection, doctors say Christian is better, and there's nothing more the hospital can do for him. But the Mayberries can't find a rehab facility to take their son. Either his insurance is wrong, his age is wrong, where he is medically is wrong. The family only has a few days to find the right place, otherwise their only option will be to care for Christian at their home in Muldrow. This boy deserves the best care. We can't do the rehab and I don't know how we can do proper care. It's the rehab, Kim says, that will bring back her sweet, loving boy. I just miss him, all, everything about him. But I know that I'll have that back. One of the things that I remember is I'd wake up and like in the middle of the night, I'd go in the kitchen and Christian was always hungry, always eating. And he would be standing in the kitchen with cupboards open and he would be buried in a cabinet. And I'd walk in there and I'd say, hey, Christian, what's going on? He'd, um, he'd tell us he was looking for something to eat. And then I'd go back to bed, but he was, yeah, he was, he was always there. I don't know why this had to happen. I don't know why it did, but you know, one day we'll know. And but it's you're in good hands because God has you, and He has us all in His hands. And it's just been it's just been awesome through all this pain and grief. But through all of it, we've all gotten more encouraged and in the Lord and seen His power and mercy and grace 
in this family and everybody that's involved in this family, what it's done for us and everybody else, it's just it's beyond words. You can't even explain it. I love you, Christian. Hi everybody, this is John Nicholas with the hands, hands and Feet of Jesus. We thank you so very much for tuning in yet again. Oh man, today I'm bringing to you a powerful testimony. I have my newest, dearest friend, Christian Mayberry here, who has a powerful testimony to share with you guys. And as you know, I do a lot of talking, but today on this show, I'm not. I'm going to hand it over to Chris. And Chris has a powerful testimony. Something happened to him when he was younger. And, and he lived to be able to tell that story, and I'm excited to bring that to you. So, Christian, thank you for being on the, the, the hands and feet of Jesus. Man, what a firm handshake you got there. Uh, you want to hand that back to me? Thanks. I appreciate that. Man. He started it. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Craig, the kung fu grip you got. So, we heard that you got you got something that, that happened to you when you were younger. Um, so, can you just start from the beginning, man? You know, who, who were you? What kind of person were you? Tell me who you were before... Uh, you became this big, tall, strapping young man. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, in 2013, I was with some guys that I was playing sports with, uh, football. I, you know, played defense bond. I was having a blast. I loved it. I'm thankful for that. But the guys I was with, they weren't truly friends of mine, true friends. You know, they're just, um, I just kind of acquaintances, kind of sort, sort of, but they were partiers. I was not, and um, I see mom and my sister Mia. They were on the first ever mother-daughter trip. You know, to be having a wonderful, fantastic time. They were. It was actually in Cancun, so it was a totally another country. We're in the in Oklahoma, so uh, on his way. I don't know how far. Yeah, pretty far. Yeah, let's go with that. And, well, it was late at night, and, you know, so I, I was supposed to only stay so long, and then, but and that yeah, isn't how it happened. So were you, were you driving an ATV? No, sir, I was not. Okay, so what were you doing? I was, I was in the passenger seat. Well, she since she was highly intoxicated, okay. drunk. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, she decided since it crashed, I flew off the thing and hit the ground severely hard. Now, you know, okay. I just want to remind you where we were. Visualize this: there were trees, rocks everywhere so a lot more chances of getting way worse hurt yeah but i did i didn't i mean of course my me falling and hitting the ground my entire brain was injured and i mean that's horrible i mean i mean the brain controls everything in your, your body absolutely and for be completely injured you know, it's sad, it's horrible, but you know, the beautiful side, I I died that night. And so I, you're so you're laying there and you're yeah, by yourself? By myself. And the know. driver of the ATB, yes. she drove off? Yes. She so left. as you're laying there, what happened next? Uh, I'll tell you what happened next. It was so amazing and beautiful. I died that night and I so, you know, some people be like, you died, you, you, you right here talking. It's like, yes, I am talking. But see, I died, and I went to heaven. And you know the movie, Heaven is for Real? Yeah. It is definitely real. And I, so I died, I went to heaven, and I met some family, my grandma, both grandpas, mom's dad, dad's dad, um, my little sister, Vanessa, 
and so it was it was so amazing so you so you died and you said you went to heaven mm -hmm. and you met some family members of yours are this family members of yours that you knew no. before the accident or no sir no but you knew that they were your family members yes and because vanessa she realized like almost like she ran to me almost saying my name Christian and who, and so who's Vanessa she's my little sister um, mom before I was born uh, mom had a miscarriage sadly but but I, I got to meet her in heaven and she just she looked just like mom mm. kind of like I look just like mom too yeah yeah, we <laughs> like so much alike. Yeah, and, um, and you met some other family members. I met, I met my both grandpas, her dad, dad's dad, and it's just heaven. It was just so perfect. It was so peaceful, so beautiful, so happy. Could you could you tell uh, our viewers a little bit about what what heaven felt like? What was your experience in heaven? You know, the cheesecake factor. Yeah. It's like going to heaven is like way better than winning all the cheesecake in the, in the entire world. And yeah, you might get a little fat or chubby, but don't worry about it. In heaven, it's just complete happiness, peace, love, grace, mercy. And let me tell you something else that's so beautiful. So he, he asked me, Christian. And when you say he asked you, yes, who yes. are we? Who are we talking about? Jesus. So you, so you met Jesus Christ, the King, our Lord and Savior, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega. Yes, and our Savior. Praise God. And he, he asked me, Christian. I, I don't know if he said, I know you're a hugger, or you, or you like hugs, but he said, would you like to have a hug? And I said, I would love one. So he, he put his arm around me and you yeah. a big hug and he told me he loves me and now I get, get this as well. After that he asked me if I would have to stay with him. I don't know if he said in heaven but he says stay with him in general. Or would I like to come back to, this, to earth to live life, one day have a wife or kids or any, any kids. That's right. And I said, I would love to. And so, let me come back. So, Sorry, I've got horrible sound effects. That's, a, that's, a, that's all right. I, I think we got the picture. I, I, I'm, I'm just a happy person, a happy camper. I, I love what I do. I love, I'm a motivational speaker. I love telling people about how great and how wonderful our God is, Jesus. He loves you, he loves me, he loves us. That's right. He forgives us for our sins. For our sins, you know? Because, I mean, we're all born a, a natural sinner in need of a savior. And he should, he should be our only Lord, our only savior. We should only worship God and not um, what's the word? Not, um, not other things in the world, like right. like, like idols, idols, right. cars, money, yeah, all idols, fame, whatever. You know, those are all perishing. I mean, yeah, it'd be amazing to be a millionaire or to be to have six different homes in different sure countries. Yeah, that'd sure. be awesome and all, sure. but. But nothing, nothing like having nothing, nothing like, like having Jesus. Nothing like having Jesus. You know? So, so Jesus asked you if you wanted to stay, yes. and He asked you if you wanted to have a family, if you wanted mm -hmm. to have a wife, if you wanted to have yeah. kids, and you let Him know that you did. Mm -hmm. And then, what happened then? He sent you back to your body. He said, "He said okay," and and all of a sudden, I come back to to Earth. Yeah. So I went from way up here in the right, sky right. somewhere. Some, somewhere, somewhere in the heavens. Somewhere in, in, in the skies. Yeah. And so I went down to earth and... Where did you wake up? 
memory back in your body like what did you see did you see mom did you see family members were there doctors were there mm -hmm. yeah. I, um, I definitely saw mom and dad mom and dad were always there with me like, like dad would tell mom to to go home and get rest or just sleep while he'd stay at whatever place I'm at um, they have names of what they were called. Oh, no, no, no big deal. Okay. Um, but he had her go home to get rest shortly. And she came back the day after to help or to do what So, so maybe, maybe we should get mom in here. Hey, guys, thank you. We are back with the hands and feet of Jesus. And I have another special guest here, Kim. Kim is uh, Christian's mom, and you have a large part to play in all this, don't you? So, so where we were was Christian was left alone by himself for hours, right? On purpose. On purpose. So talk to us a little bit about that. What happened and who retrieved him? Just what happened from there? Well, he was left, like we said, for about three hours. Um, mm -hmm. The person that was driving um, chose to just drive off instead of getting him help. So... Um, it was during that time that he was laying in a ditch by himself that, you know, that is when he went to heaven and spent time with the Lord. But um, so eventually after three hours, they called and, and the ambulance came and got him and took him to the hospital. And then at that point, my, my mom and, and my husband got the call because um, as he said, I was out of the country of all times. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you were vacationing out? I was. My daughter had um, surprised me for my big five zero birthday. It was the very first time we'd ever done anything like that. Wow. Um, just so point being, it wasn't like I was always off. Right. You know, that wasn't right. the case. It yeah. was never. Yeah. But um, I was at that point. And so um, they got him to the hospital and my husband was told, you know, well, it's really nothing we can do. We don't even see any reason to life flight into a bigger hospital. And um, his youth pastor was there and his cousin was there and, and you know they were all praying and next thing they knew um, he was showing, his blood pressure went up just a, a tiny bit. And so, I mean, my husband was, was begging him, you know, there has to be something you can do. So at that point the doctor just said, well, take him to Tulsa, you know. So they life flighted into Tulsa. So they saw his condition and felt as if they couldn't do anything for him. Yeah, like it, it would do no good. And like we're gonna. So lose they were it. basically saying that he was dead, and there's nothing we can do. Yeah, they, they. I mean, he was. His heart was beating. Right. But they didn't. And you guys didn't accept that as an answer. No, no, I wasn't there yet. I didn't know anything right. about it, but my so, husband. So your husband accept didn't accept that, that as an answer. Right. And he let him know. Well, you guys are gonna do something. You gotta for do something. So at that point, the doctor said, well, you know, we can send him to Tulsa or Little Rock. So took him to Tulsa. And um, so in the meantime, I got the phone call with my daughter and um, just literally I... This is later that night you got the call? It was actually the next morning. My mom, in all of the hysteria, she couldn't find the phone number. Sure. Finally um, found found the number and got a hold of us um, through my daughter's husband. And I could hear my daughter talking to Dustin and I heard her say accident and I thought, oh, I, I didn't hear that right. And then I heard the name Christian. And then I instantly just thought, no, it's, it's just gonna be a fender bender. Something it's like not that. anything. Yeah. And then I heard her say, they life flighted him, 
that's when I, I mean, I was, I was still laying in the bed. It was early in the morning. I literally slid out of the bed right down on my knees and just started crying out to God and saying, not Christian, not Christian. This can't happen. Jesus, Jesus, not Christian. And um, I was able to pull myself up after just crying out to God saying, not Christian. And I grabbed a suitcase and I was sewing the stuff in and the whole time, I'm, I mean, I'm praying and I'm just saying, no, 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 he's gonna be fine, he's gonna be fine. And I just thought we would be able to be out of there in an hour, you know. So my daughter started trying to get us out and she couldn't get us out. The hotel was trying to help us and it was early that morning and we ended up having to stay until the following morning. Mm which was an eternity, knowing that he was on life support back in Tulsa, and you know they were saying that he may not even make it. Um, but after hours of trying to get out, you know, we, we were just, we were both like a limp rag. We just cried and just so much, and um, so we had our, our flights set for the next morning. And at that point, we had been down in the offices and we had gone back up to our room and just kind of collapsed on the bed. And my daughter says, well, mom, what are we gonna do? We can't just sit here. And I said, well, what do you mean? What can we do? She said, well, let's, let's at least go for a walk. I said, all right, let's go for a walk. And to me, the ocean is the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah. And I said, let's, let's go for a walk. So we walk out there and we're walking straight out to the water and as far as you can see to the left as far as you can see to the right is miles of beach mm -hmm. but God put right there in my path this little blue cross I'm walking and I just stop and I said Mia what is that but I knew exactly what it was I knew that God that was just a way of him saying I'm here because that little blue cross could have been 10 miles that way or 10 miles that way. That's right. But right where I was walking, there it was. And mm -hmm. no one was going to tell me ever that that wasn't anything but God just saying, you know, I'm here. I'm here with you. And then um, she had taken a few just snapshots of the ocean. Not, you know, it wasn't a joyous occasion now. Sure. So yeah. it wasn't of us or anything. Right. She just took a few pictures. And several weeks later, my mom is, is sitting in the hospital room with us. And you know, when you're sitting there day in and day out, and so my daughter brings up these photos, and my mom is looking at them, and, and she goes, oh my gosh, look at this. And so it was a picture of this just huge storm coming in out in the ocean, but there's just one set of footprints on the sand. And this is Cancun, where there's a lot of people. A lot of people but just one set of, of footprints, you know, and we just, we knew that was our other sign, but we didn't see that for, you sure. know, a few weeks later. Sure. But, um, but anyway, Almost we Almost as if it was placed there. Yeah, exactly. Another set of footsteps. Yeah. But we get back to, um, So to you Tulsa. get, you get to Tulsa. Yeah. And then what, did, when did you first see Christian in his state? When was that? Well, as soon as I got there, I mean, her husband, my daughter's husband, Dustin picked picked us up at the airport and I mean my heart is just racing I just I, I feel like I can't even breathe and I mean by the time I'm walking down that hall and knowing that his room was at the end of this long hall I just I felt like I couldn't even walk and um, I got to the door and there was Christian and I'll show you pictures of what he looked like but you know the bed was here and the equipment was from that wall to that wall you know Mm -hmm. keeping him alive yeah. I, I literally stopped at the at the doorway and I I couldn't walk in and my husband just came up to me and just brought me over to him and said it's okay touch him touch him he'll know that you're here you know which didn't look like he knew anything mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I've always heard talk to him like they're there because they can hear you right mm -hmm. so but I mean I just broke down yeah you know I just literally broke down yeah. But, um, you know, they told us from, from the beginning, you know, be prepared, you know, we might lose him. And we would always say, but we're not going to, you know. I mean, I had, I had one doctor tell me, literally with tears streaming down her face, that 
and this was by now this was I'm jumping forward That's two months later but you know when we're in a rehab and she's telling me be prepared with tears streaming down her face she's a Christian lady you may never have any more than what you have right here and she pointed to him laying in the hospital room and he was kind of to my back and I turned and I, I pointed to him and I said, you remember Christian Mayberry because we're going to get him back. Come on. And so a few, few years later, we kind of did a victory tour and that's a whole nother story. But sure. with Jared Allen, who's yeah. doing the documentary, yeah. we did a victory tour. Yeah. And that woman, that doctor yeah. got to see him walk through those yeah. doors and yeah. hug him and yeah. Jared interviewed and, 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 he, and even he even strengthened her faith yeah. as well, right? She because she said that it. this is the condition that he's gonna stay yes. in. Yeah. But what but what does God say, right? God right. God calls you whole, you're a new creation. Right. Right? right. He wouldn't have he wouldn't he didn't allow you to experience that, to leave you like that. So you we were talking a little bit earlier and you said that you weren't always uh, happy about this, that there was a time that he felt that Christian, you felt horrible about this situation, and you were angry. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about that emotion that you felt that you were angry about? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I had a for the longest time I had a lot of bitterness, I had a lot of bitterness and anger and hate, and I was very confused for the longest time. You know, because I thought. And also, some of this was I was very confused with God. I was like, Lord, I love you with all of my heart, and I know that you're always here for us, but why did you let something so wrong or so horrible like this occur or happen to me like this? You know? But then time went by, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? This isn't the Lord's fault or God, it's not his fault that this happened to me. But I thought the only one way I can make this better is by me. It's like, you know, I met Jesus Christ face to face. And for him to tell me he loves me and give me a hug and tell me that I'm gonna help him bring thousands of people to do to Christ through my story. And I just, I thought, man, this is so amazing. It's beautiful. So a, a lot of people, when they experience bad situations like that, naturally they would feel angry, mm -hmm. right, and upset. Yes. Were you angry at the woman who caused the accident? Very angry. Very angry, very confused. And honestly, I, I, I hoped or I wished for horrible bad things to happen to her. I hoped she would go through what I went through, maybe she would die, or, mm -hmm. or whatever, or that she would go to hell. I hate to admit that, but that's what I thought, that's what I wanted for her. But then time went by, and I thought, man, hell will not do anything for her, or for the boys, you know? That is exactly what the devil, Satan, wants. Yeah. He wants us to be mad at them and want right. bad things to happen to them. But what would Jesus, what would God do? What would Jesus do? Like the old saying, I used to have a verse that says, WWJD, what would Jesus, what would Jesus do? do? Yeah. And it's like. So, so, Mom, let me ask you in, in this case, when you saw your son in that state when he was angry, and anger at the woman that caused this accident. He was upset. You did. He did fall into depression, right? He didn't get pretty low. What was your state watching him like that? Mm -hmm. well, what was that like for you? Well, it was extremely hard because he had every reason to be depressed. You know, he had had his teenage years taken from him, and he wasn't able to do all the things that couldn't play football uh, no more. Uh, couldn't play football. Didn't graduate with his class prom, yeah. job, all those all things. So yeah. he had reason to be upset and um, you know it was it was excruciating to watch him have these meltdowns mm -hmm. you know I mean there were many times that uh, he would 
be screaming out he was going to kill himself. And I'm trying to stop him from whatever, including driving down the highway at, you know, 70 miles an hour and reaching for the seatbelt and I'm jumping out, you know. Um, amazing, powerful testimony. And right now we were talking about what was your emotion that you were experiencing watching your son go through that anger and depression. How did that affect you and what you had going on around you during that time? Well, I mean, unless someone actually lived it, you just can't even hardly describe. But there's a lot of people out there that have had this happen That's to right. their, their children sure. or their spouse. Yeah. But, you know, to see your 16-year-old and then 17-year-old and then 18-year-old, you know, missing out on everything and knowing he's missing out on everything and um, needing help with so many things. Um, but the depression was just overwhelming. It was overwhelming, and we were told there was nothing that could be done for the depression, is what we were told. Mm. Um, finally, eventually, I found a psychiatrist that couldn't believe we had been told that, mm. and we got him on antidepressant, and it was kind of like going from hell to heaven. Mm. I mean, it made oh, wow. all, the all, the, all the difference. All the difference. Which, which now that you mention that, I, I must ask you, your faith during this time, how was that tested to see your son in that in that circumstance because we know that we believe in the lord mm -hmm. at that time did you know that he went to heaven did he express that didn't the, know that did? for um like a year no i'm sorry i'm sorry that's when he told me that he had seen vanessa okay. it was like a year later we found out it was like i think it was in july and this had happened to him so it was almost a year later. It okay. was almost a yeah. year later mm -hmm. that we found out mm -hmm. that he had gone to heaven. We mm -hmm. didn't know it until he was in the nursing home. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as my faith, I mean, when it happened, I knew I had to be strong. I had to just speak it and decree it and mm -hmm. believe it, believe it, believe right. it. That he's, I'm going to get my boy back. That's right. I don't care what they're saying. Right. And I knew that any time I was told something negative, I couldn't just sit there and go, you know, cry and say, sure. oh, I had to let them know that's not the way we believed. Mm -hmm. Just like when I told the daughter in Oklahoma City, when she said to be prepared that this is what you may have from here on out, and mm -hmm. we had nothing. Mm -hmm. He was just laying there. Yeah. Um, I made sure that I said, you remember the name Christian Mayberry, because we're going to get him back, mm -hmm. you know. You spoke his name over him. Mm -hmm. You remember that. <laughs> so. But I also knew immediately that I had to forgive this woman. Okay, so your faith is being tested. We understand that Christian fell into depression. That caused a lot of stress, I imagine, on the family. And on top of that, we have, we're dealing with someone who caused the accident who wasn't really owning up to what had happened. Not at all. And so that doesn't help out in that area. But then yeah. yet you did something very profound, right? You were angry. You were upset at her. And I can imagine you guys had your own reserved emotions you felt towards yeah. her as well. Mm -hmm. But then you did something that most amazing that Jesus preached about. I mean, it's one of the things that he preaches about amongst many things, right? He preaches about his coming. He preaches about love. But then he preaches about forgiveness. I have been And can you can you can you can you tell us what what was that like to? How did you end up getting to that point, and where or how did you forgive her? That, that was hard at, 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 for us to say. I was like forgiving someone who had hurt me, who had basically taken my life away from me, just like that. But then I started thinking, started thinking. I, I said a little prayer in my mind. I was like, Lord, and he just he. He's almost like visualize him putting his arms out and saying, "You can, you can do this." So, so there's a build up to this because finally we're talking about he's 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 gotten a lot better. We're in a court setting because there's some legal actions taking place here. So now you're I imagine sitting or standing across from the woman that caused her accident, and there's imagine a lot of emotion kind of welling up in you at that point. But yet God put something on your spirit to let her know. And, and what was that? I said, Angela, one, we are all born a sinner in need of a savior. 
in Jesus. He is our King, our Lord, our Savior. And it's just He loves you so much. He does. No matter what you have done to me or our family or, or anyone may have done something like that in, in this world, it can be the same exact thing. Or it can be something completely opposite as yeah. well. But He, Jesus, He forgives you, me, us, anyone in this world as long as you ask him for your forgiveness. So you had the opportunity to tell tell her that Jesus forgives her? I did. And do you remember how she responded to that? I do. She looked at me very almost in in complete awe and amazing. I'm sure very maybe, maybe even confused like seriously? He's seriously saying this to me right now. I mean, of course, I don't believe she really, truly cared about what I was saying to her. I mean, I pray or hope she was, or that somehow I went in her spirit and soul and heart and went in the right place somehow. But so, Kim, when 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 you know, when Christian forgave um, the woman that caused the accident. Was there any effect of seeing that she responded to Christ forgives you for that? Oh no, there was no response. If I were talking about the doctors having to do an emergency mm-hmm. surgery and cut him from here yeah. to here and literally scalp him yeah. and cut out two huge pieces of skull on both sides, yeah. it didn't matter if I was talking about that or what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. She just sat there and just occasionally would look at us but more than not just not look at us so there was we could there was no feedback here's what i love about hearing this now when it comes down to forgiveness often we forgive people and 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 it's a hard thing to do but even in the midst of someone not receiving that forgiveness when we forgive people often it isn't for them mm-hmm. but more so for you mm-hmm. and you were able to forgive Christian, you were able to forgive the woman who caused this accident. And what did that do for you moving forward to continue on in your life? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, really, it is, it is, this is pretty powerful what I'm about to say. I felt like, all of a sudden, I felt like I was being set free from the chains or the whips. Uh, like back in, in ancient days when Jesus was... yeah. When he was being stoned yeah. or getting, being hung by the cross, yeah. he was being spit on, mocked, yeah. laughed at, persecuted mm-hmm. for our lives, for your lives. Right. You know, I mean, he he went through hell and back seriously, Literally. ten yeah. times around yeah. for our lives, and it's just like and you were set free. And I was separate, and, and I I feel, I mean, it was it was so hard. I mean, like sometimes I'll keep being like, honestly, I have literally gone through hell and back since I since day one, since 2013. Mm-hmm. And, but I wouldn't change my life for not one bit. So, but there was another uh, member of the family who was affected by all this, right? And that's, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, um, my husband, John, his father, um, about uh, five months into it, my husband stayed every single night with him, mm-hmm. having me go to the hospitality house or wherever we were, my mom and I, to go and get sleep. He, he would stay the nights because he thought he could handle that better. Um, but five months into it, um, he had his first heart attack in the hospital room with Christian, sleeping in there with him. And um, he sailed through that heart attack pretty well. And then five, six months later, he had another one. Sailed through that one. And then uh, again, five or six months, he had a stroke. And um, then eventually, it's been um, four years, he had a massive stroke and a massive heart. He had a massive stroke, and then 10 days later, he had a, a massive heart attack in the Widowmaker, which that alone should have killed him. You know, you don't normally survive a Widowmaker heart attack, but 
he had um, so a total of three heart attacks, three strokes, and the last stroke put him in a nursing home. So for this time, four years, he's plus four years, he's been in a nursing home. You know, so that's been that's been a real struggle. And it was, you know, when it all first started happening, and then I, he was out of the hospital, and I had my husband and. It was tough because my husband had had two strokes at that time, which is kind of like a brain injury. And so I had the two of them together and it was, you know, it was very difficult, mm -hmm. very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. Because I would be telling one of them, you know, no, daddy didn't mean that. And then I'm telling my husband, no, John, he didn't mean that. Remember, he's had a, a brain injury because you can't deal with brain injuries, People, they can't deal with issues and things too well. Yeah. They can't deal with things. So yeah. I was in between the two of them and it was... Oh, and so, so, so during this time, I imagine the Lord was just holding you up. He must this have been. Entire time. I can remember just begging God to keep me alive, thinking what's going to happen if something happens to me. And I didn't, I didn't think I could keep going. I mean, it was just so bad, you know. But um, because he was still had a lot of long way to go, and now, you know, things were going downhill with my husband, you know. Mm -hmm. So. So so, thank you so much for sharing that. So so, when did Christian get this boost of of confidence to say that I got to share my message with the world? Well, we were still in a in a rehab down in Wachula, Florida, when meeting a pastor, um, Jess Scarborough, that pastor said, man, he said, he said, first of all, he said, this needs to be a movie. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, absolutely. That's when he introduced us to um, Jared Allen. But he asked us to come and, and, you know, give his testimony. He was still in a wheelchair. And so, um, and then another little church down there, um, ask us to come and I say us because you know I I've been there with him and it, it is our yeah, story sure. in so many ways yes, sure and and then when we got back home you know people started asking us to come and, and give our testimony mm -hmm. but I mean it is the best thing for him oh, he yeah. loves it mm -hmm. but he wants to do it all the time he yeah. doesn't meet a stranger mm -hmm. wherever we are if it's down here at the pool or out yeah. on the beach, yeah. wherever we are, he's going to talk to them yeah. and he's going to give them their testimony yeah. and people yeah. are just so open. Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, there's not been anyone that has been like, okay, that's my story, but yeah. I got to yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, pause, I'm out uh, here. They want to hear a story. Yeah. So yeah. he tells everyone, even if it's within the first 30 seconds, he's telling them about what happened to him yeah. and about Jesus. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> well, see, see, actually, uh, she's right on that. But, but uh, I'll tell you, it's really amazing. Just I, sometimes I'll always be thinking in my, in my mind while they're talking. I'm really embracing this and really thinking about it. It's like, wow, it's amazing. And then it's almost like I have little conversations with God in my mind, like, like, like I have that. Should I tell my story or what? And then, uh, actually, this happened just a couple of days ago. Um, it, it, it was a lady we were talking about at a restaurant or maybe a gas station for all I know. <laughs> it's funny, it happens all the time. It could be a gas station, a restaurant, wherever. Wherever we are. But, uh, so she's telling mom and grandma. This story and I'm I'm just thinking, wow, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I as I have a little conversation with God, it's like, Lord, should I, should I tell her my story? And then I and then it's like, I'm I thought I'm, I don't know for sure. And then you know, also I have another thought in my mind, do it. And it's like, <laughs> always oh. do it. Always. <laughs> or, or or some or something like do it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay Lord, whatever you say. And so I started the conversation. So, so, but Jesus told you. Jesus told you to come, go back, right? Because you asked if he asked if you wanted to come back. 
-hmm. And you said yes. And it was to share your testimony because he said you would bring thousands, mm -hmm. thousands to him. Sir. And it's so amazing and beautiful how he, he gave me such a passion and such a desire, a want to do more. And time went by and I started thinking, I was like, Lord, I know that you say that we can do all things through you who strengthens us. Philippians 4.13. Yes, sir. Philippians 4.13, exactly. And I was like, Lord, you know, a thousands, that is so beautiful, wonderful, outstanding, magnificent, whatever. But why don't we make those thousands and millions? Praise God. And it's like, no one can tell me I can't do it. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we're going to get right back to you on that one. Thank you so much for watching the Hands and Feet of Jesus. And we're with the Mayberry family. Hey guys, welcome back with John Nichols, The Hands and Feet of Jesus. Oh my God, it's been an emotional show. Uh, so I'd like to introduce you to, this is Grandma. Grandma is the one who's been ride or dying, so to speak, with Christian from the beginning. Um, so we got Kim's side of the story. We got Christian's amazing testimony. But we didn't get to hear from Grandma. Grandma was actually the first responder um, you were the first person to get that phone call. So right. we just would love to know what was that like and, and how has the ride been since then? Well, it was a Sunday evening and Christian had worked that day. He had just got a, a job. He had worked really hard to get that job at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So it was Sunday night and he wanted to know if he could go down to the bottoms, which is where they go and ride their ATVs and stuff. And, didn't think he should go Sunday night tomorrow school. But he said, well, some of the parents are going to be there. So, that, you know, you feel a little bit better about the fact that there'll be parents along under normal conditions. So anyway, he and his dad decided he could go until, but be home at nine. So it was probably six o'clock. So that only gave him like three hours. But when he told him to be home at nine, he's going to be home at nine because he always was. So, and he also told me he would call me um, earlier. So I thought, hmm, Christian didn't call. Oh well, it's not nine yet. So nine o'clock came and he didn't call. And it didn't take long for me to start to get just a little bit ner nervous. And I began to call his cell phone and no answer. And uh, I continued to call his phone and by this time, his dad's getting irritated because his dad's thinking he needs to be home. I'm not irritated. I'm thinking this is not right. Something's wrong. Christian would be home. Or he would have called me before 9 to say, is it okay to I stay? A little later, but I didn't hear from him. So pretty soon I calling his friend's number. I had his phone number. No answer. Well, I just got later and later and later. And so it was getting close to midnight. So we were like three hours into it by now. And I told his dad, we've got to go find him. I don't know. I think I may know where these friends live. So let's go find him. And so hand on the front door and the, his phone rang. I mean, my phone rang. So I go back to get it. And uh, yeah, I saw it was his, the ID showed it was his cell phone. So, you know, kind of a chill went over me because I thought, this is not right. He's not calling me at midnight for something. So anyway, I got the call and it was a hospital and they identified this was the Mayberry residence and that we have a Christian and you need to come. And so I just froze. I mean, and I just, his dad was standing there listening. To, he wasn't hearing the other end, but he was there while I was getting the phone call. And I just think I virtually threw the phone at him and said, it's the hospital and they've got Christian. And they tell us we gotta come. So he got on and he started trying to demand something. Well, how bad is it? And all they would say is, sir, you need to come. Mm -hmm. So he just grabbed his stuff and said, let's go. And I said, I can't go. 
Uh, I was down with my back. I had a really bad situation going on in my back. I could barely walk. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't have gone anyway because I knew whatever it was, it was going to be bad and I wouldn't be able to face it. Right. So they left and so I get on the phone and I start calling family members. I called a daughter that lived 100 miles away. And she said, oh my gosh, Mom, I just took an ambient. She says, there's no way I can get in the car and come. I said, that's okay, don't come. And we have a friend in Tulsa, Reba. And I called her and got her on the phone. And she stayed with me on the phone until his pastor and uh, his wife and his cousin showed up to be with me. In the meantime, a I had the front door open. It was an August or September 1st night, so it was hot. So I already knew, I mean, I, he was going to the hospital. I knew we had a bad situation. And all of a sudden I look up and two policemen are walking up to the front door. Well, I mean, being who I am, I didn't want to talk to them either. And I just told him, I said, yeah, I, I know. And I, I didn't know if he was going to tell me something even worse. So I said, I, I know. I said, the family's at the hospital. And he said, so you know. And they said, well, we just wanted to make sure that we were the first one to tell you and you didn't hear it somewhere else. And so I said, no. And the family's at the hospital. So they turned around and left. But my friend in Tulsa stayed on with me on the phone until someone come. And then they started trying to get a hold of Kim. And you had given me the hotel phone number and they weren't getting through with that number. So we were trying to reach her, we couldn't reach her. And uh, somehow we got to Dustin's, um, and I guess he- Phone number. Yeah, we got his phone number and said, Christian's been hurt, you need to get a hold of Mia and Christian, him. And so I waited for my daughter to show up the next morning. I had not heard not one thing from anybody, not a parent. Nobody had called and said, there's been an accident. No. In other words, but. she hadn't called. And so nobody to went to the hospital. I mean, if this doesn't sound like, and this is not normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I would have been out and had a person's child, That's right. and had been hurt, that would be the first place I'd go. That's but right. Food, no one came to us, and by this time, it was, well, in the afternoon, early afternoon, I got a phone call, and it was the lady that he was with, and she said, told the me. The next day. Yeah, the next day. And she said she'd gotten a call from someone. She said, I think it may have been your grandson. It was my other grandson, her other son. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, you know exactly who it was, but I guess she had, he had called her. And he already knew. He lives in Florida, mm -hmm. and he knew something. By the time he got on an airplane, I mean before, he knew something was not right. He already knew that she was up yeah. to no good then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now you've gone through watching your, your grandson go through depression. Yeah. You saw him just angry, upset at the situation. Then you saw him forgive the person who caused this, this this accident? We were in court how many times, Kim? Oh, I had no idea. And so we saw that woman every time, and not one time would she ever look you in the eye, or you know, she had several children of her own. Mm -hmm. That's yet, that four times. So mm -hmm. yes, okay. So. so during this whole entire time watching this whole ordeal, because you've been here from the very beginning, you right. took care of this young woman here. Yeah. You took care of Christian. Now you see your whole family just 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 yeah. distraught from this situation, but yet you guys kept grounded in your faith throughout all of this. Yeah. How did you hold it together with your faith, holding the family together? I think watching his mom, her, her faith. Her faith strengthened yours. Mm -hmm. And we need to bear because up with Because she was interviewed many times when he was critical. And she would just look in the camera and say, I have my son back. And, you know, I believed it. Yeah. Had to. Yeah. yeah, and she stood on that. 
yeah, stood true. on the truth that she know yeah. that my Lord is working in this situation. Absolutely. He's going to bring my son back. And to we me. wasn't going to lose him. We just knew we were. He had too much life to live. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I would like to say something not for me, not to pat me on the back. It has nothing right. to do with that. Right. But I know how many people are hurting that have been hurt deeply by people. Yeah. 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 That can't forgive, yeah. that haven't forgiven. And I knew immediately I cannot be begging God on this yeah. hand for a miracle. Yeah. But on this hand, hating her and not forgiving yeah. her. Yeah. I knew immediately that I had to let that go, yeah. that that and yeah. she was in God's hands, that it was only going to destroy all of us if we didn't forgive her. And I thought, how dare I ask him, beg him for a miracle? if I'm hating her and not forgiving her. And I say that because I know how much pain is out there. Right. Our pastor, Pastor Greg, Craig Rochelle, just recently did an amazing message on that. And that I know personally, people, that by watching what it means to forgive and just let it go, it can mean everything. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is so important that people know. You know, that reminds me of when Christ talks about forgiveness. And he was referring to leaving your gift at the altar. He said, go and, and you leave your gift at the altar, but you go and you forgive before you offer it. And what he's talking about is before you ask me for anything, mm -hmm. you got to forgive your brother yeah. before yeah. you, brother or sister, before you, uh, you ask me for anything. And that reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. And you guys were able to do that. Mm -hmm. so, now we're, we're, so now we're here. And I imagine you are sharing your story. You are sharing your testimony with the world. Mm -hmm. And and so, what is the ministry now? What are what are we what are we doing to spread this this word of yours that you receive? What do we do? Where do we go? Yeah, we mom and I mostly mom and I grandma and him's going to. But it's their ministry. But 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 you know, he is mostly just mom and I. Yeah, because she is on Facebook, or, she, or after we do a video about, about where we are going to be going to speak, whether it's a church or an organization or of some sort. Talk to John, um, I'm sorry, John. That's all right. So you guys get invited now to speak at various churches. Mm -hmm. I was told that you met a well-known pastor. Right? Our pastor. Your pastor. And, and what's Greg. what's what's his name? Pastor Greg? Craig. Pastor Craig? Craig Groeschel. Craig Groeschel. And what church? The Life Church. So as a result now that you've been... Life.Church. Life.Church. So as a result now that you've been given this testimony, you guys go out and you share the testimony freely. Right? Yes. How can How can people get behind you um, to, to, you know, to either sow in or, or sh help share and spread the message of Pray for Mayor Barry or, or, or your ministry? Well, they just, they need to get a hold of, they can get a hold of me through um, Pray for Mayberry. That's our Facebook page. Okay. And they can just reach out that way. And um, there's nothing more he likes better than, you know, going. I wish people could see him when we, when we leave a church. He is just like, I'm always wishing that we had a camera crew in the back seat yeah. to capture him when we yeah. leave a church because he's the church. on the spiritual line. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. The people love him. Yeah. They, people are so drawn to yeah. him and they have been from, from day one of this happening. Right. Mom and I have never seen anything like it. Mm. It has just blown our minds yeah. to see all the amazing people yeah. that have come our way through all this. Yeah. It's just yeah. been amazing. Well, that's something we have to talk about, is how people, how God has just put people in our life. Yeah. I mean, from, from day the, one. From the time we were at the hospital in Wachula, yeah. and Christian is now finally in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. and we went out for our first time, so it was a year in, we went to a little restaurant in town, mm -hmm. and was able to, but he went in one of the vans from the church. Mm -hmm. And so from we started the from the rehab. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we thought, well, we need. It's too bad we don't have a vehicle. We didn't even have a vehicle. We were down there a year without a vehicle. Mm -hmm. So we decided, what we wouldn't it be nice if we had a 
wheelchair van, mm -hmm. accessible van. Mm -hmm. The next thing we know, we had one given, given to, to us. Given to you. So the Lord bless you with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's okay. But is I call you said you said how I am in a a uh, walker or wheelchair accessible vehicle, but I I'm not in one. That you're was you're not in one now. Glory to God. Well, you're you're. I, I've been in one of those. It's been so that's throwback. Grandma's talking about yeah. something that's throwback. Yeah. Well, you're, I just want to make sure everyone understood. Right. Yes, absolutely. That, that this yeah, it's not now. This was right. then. Yeah. This was well, I can I can tell you, Christian, your testimony. You stand for a lot of people. I mean, you you've inspired me greatly more than I can share. I have I have two things left that I, I would like uh, to share with the hands and feet of Jesus. One, I will ask you. If you could speak to someone else out there who might have gone through anything similar to what happened with Christian, whether it be um, the, the person who caused that type of accident or someone that was in that situation, what is it that you would tell them? Well, I would tell anyone that was in the situation that she was in, you know, dear God, don't, don't put yourself first. Put that person first and, and do the right thing and, and take care of what you need to take care of because her decision to be drinking and driving and, and mm -hmm. I mean such such a hardship this has caused but as Christian says as well mm -hmm. he wouldn't trade it for anything you yeah. know um, but and I would just tell people that are that are in the middle of it to sounds easy but you just can't give up you just have to believe and pray with all your might and just say no I'm not going to accept that I refuse to accept that I don't care what the doctor is saying yeah. when his doctor the surgeon who did the surgery saw him for the first time you know he did the surgery saved his life that night but then you know we didn't see him for a couple of years yeah. when he saw him a man with no bedside manner, you know, a brilliant man, yeah. but I mean, he just burst out laughing and looked at his associate, his name was John, and he said, mm. Sean, yeah. did you ever think we would see this? Yeah. He, he wouldn't have given you, he told me, yeah. he told me, yeah. be prepared. Yeah. Your son will never, and he listed everything, yeah. and I told him otherwise, yeah. but when he saw him, he just burst out laughing. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you're someone out there and you know that you've caused a, maybe a hardship in someone's life, if you're ever in that situation, put them first before, before yourself. And if you are someone that was on the receiving end of something that was a hard hardship to go through and you're in a lot of pain and, you, and you're hurt by it, just keep going. Know that you're going to get through it and forgiveness is a major key here, key. right? Yeah. Well, this is what um, that's on our heart. So we want to thank you from the hands and feet of Jesus for thank what you. you guys are, for what you're doing, what you stand for. We thank you for opening your heart to share your testimony, Christian. We are, are greatly moved in the body of Christ for what you've done. And from uh, the hands and feet of Jesus with the, the Taken Network, we wanted to present something to you. So we want to say thank you so very much for your for your outstanding ministry and what you've done oh, for the beautiful. kingdom of heaven and we want to bless you from the taking network oh, with 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 a with a plaque that says you. you just we thank you for your outstanding ministry and that's from the hands and feet of jesus with the taking network and we just want to bless you greatly we thank you guys so very much for thank what you. you're doing and and how you're impacting the body of christ and 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 it's and it's helpful greatly it's helpful greatly to get it's helpful greatly to get honored for what you're doing often god sees you and he wants you to know that he sees you and i know you know that firsthand that he sees you right because you went and saw the man himself you know <laughs> oh man this is good stuff so we, we thank you guys so very much for joining us with the hands and feet. And, and we believe from the depths of our, ourselves, we know that we can't do as much as we would love to do. 
but we wanted to present this That's to you beautiful. as a recognition to the ministry that you are now doing greatly as a result of your testimony. And we pray God's blessing over you, that he will greatly just pour his abundance unto you and your ministry and your life because huge things are coming for you, young man, and those thousands are, are coming. I'm ready millions, remember? Millions. It's millions. Millions, I stand corrected. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so very much for joining us with the Mayberries on the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, remember, you could follow our show on, on Roku, on YouTube, at the TakenNetwork.tv. We are so grateful for the Mayberries to share this time with us. Uh, God bless you all, and just remember uh, to forgive and forgive abundantly.